This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. My guest today is Michelle Raz, who is a board certified coach and founded a company that helps students um, with their executive function challenges and a unique, uh, I think it's a unique blend of academic accountability and executive function coaching. And it's meant to help uh, students and parents when the uh, questions for parents are, how come my ninth grader can't get organized and everything's grades are a mess and asking their children, why does it take you so long to get your homework done? And sometimes, what can I do to help? And Michelle is here to help us figure out those things. Yes. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for letting me be here today. I'm excited to share with you our company that my partner, Sonia, and I founded and help anybody with um, students that are struggling with executive functioning challenges. Great. And certainly uh, that includes everybody with ADHD and uh, folks with learning disabilities, disorders, learning challenges. Um, and at least half people with ADHD have both. So coaching, what um, what's the difference between coaching and therapy? Yes, we get that question quite a bit. And um, the best way to start to describe that is um, looking at coaching, you know, as far as academics. So if your student is struggling academically, despite they have efforts putting in a lot, and they're still struggling with that time management organization, um, then study skills, the academic coaching is really suitable for that. Mm -hmm. As far as therapy goes, it's really more focused on addressing the emotional and psychological issues behind that. Now, that's not to say that we don't deal with emotional regulation because we absolutely do. But what we yeah, what we do is we we want to know, maybe uh, collaborate with what their physician, psychiatrist has said and bring those coping skills that maybe they have already um, learned with the therapist into the coaching setting for academics, because that mm-hmm. can be a, a window into helping them regulate their emotions so that they may then have that focus mm-hmm. to work that we do with the rest of the executive functioning skills. Um, Certainly so many kids have a lot of emotional tangle from growing up being asked, how come you can't do this? Just work harder. How come you aren't focusing and going to tutoring where they're just doing endless math sheets of trying to learn how to add or multiply or whatever. And so kids get beaten down and start believing that 
they can't do it. Uh, and I certainly tell parents that as soon as you hear any anything like, uh, well, I'm bad, I'm just dumb, I'll never get there. Number one, you're in the right place to look at helping the ADHD, but number two, uh, have someone help uh, the child with their emotions and so they aren't shaming themselves. Um, yes, a lot of clients come in with that shaming mm -hmm. uh, and feeling um, less than. They don't, they lack yes. that confidence. And so through our coaching program, we really provide the framework and structure to help mm -hmm. become confident and show them where their successes are naturally. Uh, mm -hmm. We really, they come in with some strong skills and then hold, have support around those challenges through our planning, the organizing, um, time management. We start with goal setting. We, we look at a focus plan that is individual and customized for each one of our students um, coming in. As you know, uh, they come in with a variety of different executive functioning challenges. Mm -hmm. Some may be really good in time management, but they have no motivation. Um, they yeah. may be um, organized, but they don't know how to prioritize. And, and that's so, certainly a, yeah, a big one of, okay, I've got all this these assignments and I've got my different folders, whatever, but what do I do first? Yeah. Putting that into a, okay, here's a planner. And when is this assignment due? Gee, that would be a better one to get started on. Even though you really like this other subject and you aren't really hot on the teacher on the one that's due first, there's those things. Uh, I think maybe that's one of the more yeah. important things people can learn in middle school and high school. Sometimes you just have to do it. You may not like it. I hope you have to jump through. You know, I, I say to students, I, I heard this a while back, say, you know, I, I really don't like this. And sometimes we'll say, well, okay, we know, we understand you don't like it, but can you do it not liking it? And, and oftentimes hmm. that's dealing with with our clients right with these um students that are struggling and they really just don't have the interest in which we know they're challenged yeah. with the focus if they're not interested and we recognize that we acknowledge that um we we know there's a lot of resistance around there they they're probably working with some of those um, emotional issues with their therapist that weaken mm -hmm. them those um skills in and then show them the pathway to do it and do it with resources, with strategies, and then with baby steps. And this is where we come in more um, on the boots on the ground, I like to say, because mm -hmm. we're in the trenches with them. We're bridging that academic life and home life. And we're yeah, the perfect for that. Something just occurred to me um, in terms of, I see some, certainly kids in high school, even middle school, where it's evident that this kid is really, really intelligent. So much that the first two math problems, okay, I got that figured out. And there's 20 to do. Mm -hmm. So they're bored because they aren't challenged enough. Um, and so they lose motivation. Why bother? This I know all this stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. how would... Um, you help someone in that situation. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, would you help parents try to figure out 
how else they could work with school to get some more challenge things or come up with ideas that they could do outside of school maybe. Um, that's always a tough one to, for me to um, know what, how to help somebody. You know, th that's an interesting question because I've, I've actually seen two things happen in that, what you're saying. And, and this is a personal story with my own daughter where um, she wasn't necessarily gifted in math. Um, she would have 20 problems, understand the concept and go down and maybe do two or three. And hers wasn't just um, distraction from boredom. It was strictly, strictly focusing distraction from her ADHD. Mm -hmm. And so um, we brainstorm with students. And I know at that time I did with my daughter to come up with a technique to get her to refocus, allow her to be distracted and then have a tool for her to come back to focus on the exam. Mm -hmm. And it had to do with giving her a psychological break by looking at the clock. And th that was just kind of her triggers to give herself 30 seconds. And they still in her school had the second hands on there mm -hmm. uh, to do that. And then have a paper, you know, over her math problem where she would um, had stopped and went going. And this is, you know, through middle school and, and into high school, um, it, proved to be helpful for her to be able to take those short, frequent breaks um, and then be able to redirect the student that you're talking about. I've seen that as well. Um, and, and really, this is, again, another brainstorm and individualized problem solving where mm. I've seen that that student that gets bored, that really has that high achieving math student and really understand the concept. Mm -hmm. Do they really need 40 repetitive problems? Can right. an accommodation with the parent, the, not the parent, mm -hmm. the the teacher or the, yeah. we're talking like high school teachers where they were going right. to have more patients. And I've seen them work with the um, student to say, well, then, okay, every other one um, yeah. type, on a um, IEP plan, you know, you can certainly modify those mm -hmm. expectations. Um, and for somebody that's um, in a college atmosphere, it's a little different. And, you know, we work with students yeah. that are, um, you know, high school and college is our main clientele. And in the college atmosphere, what they do there, you know, it's a little looser because most of the time you're not required to do the homework. They give you the assignment right. and you should know it for the exam. And so you'll see those students in high school that knew it, didn't do the homework. So they were not getting the grades, living up to their potential mm -hmm. because of the missing homework to just fine in the college in setting. The college setting. Because they knew it. There's a lot of students you'll see do that. Um, and so th those are some of the things you can do as far as like, what do you do with that student in the high school where there's no accommodations? They're bored. They don't want to do it. Um, that That's the difficult one, right? Yeah. That's yeah. one where you, you might look at um, reasoning through why you're, you're good at this. Why, why do you need to do this? What's the mm -hmm. end goal? Mm -hmm. What do you need to do and look beyond the moment so that you can mm -hmm. get past that? So they get some of that. And and I have um, helped kids get the accommodation of being able to do every other one or you know do five. And is what the teacher can see is when they do that, the kid's still getting a ninety-five on the exam. Um, yeah. So it's not like they're missing out on any trying to get an accommodation saying, no, they don't have to do homework if they're getting 95s on all their exams. Teachers don't go for that one. Yeah. Um, 
And it's oh, it's it would be nice to have some flexibility around that, right? Yeah. And that and would I'm, be a different again model. in college. That's not as much an issue. Um, yeah, because yeah. as long as you can do it and put it together, then uh, that that works. Um, so, getting back to the the coaching and kind of the differences on things, how is what you do as far as the academic coaching part? Um, How's that different than tutoring? Okay. Yeah, this is one of my favorite um, comparisons, and people will call it academic tutoring, um, and we, we're not tutors. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the best um, example. You know, while both are super valuable in the educational you know, services we provide, the difference um, serve different purposes. So what you can think of as this is that the um, academic coach is um, or coaching process is mm-hmm. like navigational system in a car, the GPS. Okay. Um, so it's going to get you there. While the tutoring would be more like you're um, broken down on the side of the road on your car and you've got a skilled mechanic there fixing the wheel. Mm-hmm. So that the GPS um, comparison can be uh, related to the coach so that you are helping that student navigate, right, their educational journey. Got it. Providing that direction, you know, where, where you want to go, those goals, mm-hmm. then the structure, the planning, the accountability and whatnot, and giving them strategies to get to that academic mm-hmm. The details and the, and that's certainly where um, I think a lot of people with ADD, whether they're in school or anywhere along their career path, have an idea of all the different steps that would be helpful to do. Mm-hmm. And particular entrepreneurs may come up with, yeah, okay, we can do this, 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 this. But then how to put those into operation, how to get that to actually happen. Now, yes, as we a set these CEO, goals. they can hire someone who knows how to do it and they say, great, go do it. <laughs> but in high school, you don't have a separate CEO or an admin to help you with those things. Yeah. So a coach can act like, uh, you know, that that person that gives them that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really more of a holistic approach, right? You're helping them address the skills you need to be able to do those things, organization, time management, goal mm-hmm. setting. Um, and, and being able to advocate for themselves, whether they're in high school or college, that that approach right there is what the academic coach focuses on. Whereas the tutor or like skilled mechanic, so to speak, would be one that would come in and specific, specifically fix an issue, um, mm-hmm. understanding in a particular um, class that they're taking. Um, they're, they want that immediate academic um, gap it's in the, the knowledge mm-hmm. they're taking and help them, you know, close that gap. Um, they're usually somebody that's going to be an expertise in a subject. And okay. that is very targeted in that particular topic. Now, that being said, our coaches do come in and like, say somebody, they've got a rubric and you can align that rubric with what they've done with the expectation and you can guide them in that, but they're mm-hmm. not, um, move going not, in not and teaching actually, the subject. Yes, itself. exactly. So, um, so there's the guide, right? Mm-hmm. Guide 
the knowledge um, so that they can be independent and in the end empowered so that they can navigate any academically um, situation. Mm-hmm. They can go out to different, uh, right. different areas. So yeah. then this gets to think one of the, the other differences with and tutoring um, and that is okay that the student is going along with the GPS, but uh, like with a GPS, you have to check where you're going every once in a while. And I don't, I don't un- entirely trust this random voice telling me turn left, turn right. I want to look at a map and see where I'm supposed to be going, which I can't do when I'm driving. So the accountability part is the other important part. Mm-hmm. How how does that work? Yeah. Um, you know, there's you know, whether it's regular weekly meetings or whatever. How does it work? Um, right. In, in all the different aspects on that. So the accountability is really an important piece. In fact, we just developed a huge accountability um, workshop course in this, and and we look at accountability. You know, our logo is achievement through accountability, and accountability in a very positive way. This is what the students will come in and say. Well, I really need to be accountable because I say I'm going to do something, but I don't do it. So I need to work on my accountability. They mm-hmm. know. That which it's it's funny um or follow through they might say as well and so that is what you say is right we can't always rely on this person over here right this mm-hmm. this guide saying oh go left go right do this and do that and so why um through routines we are establishing this independence and then the accountability is where we help them um follow through with the planning, the accountability, the um, check-ins. So what we do is this, is that we will have a specific focus plan goal for that student. And then each session, um, they're working with a coach to identify a short-term goal, academically related, usually look, you know, looking at a syllabus or a planner. And then through that, they make action plans. And through those action plans, then the coach says to them, gives them choice and empowerment of how they want to be held accountable. And the student is giving feedback for that. And then the coach, we have a system for them to check in with them throughout the week. So it is a very hands-on process Mm -hmm. that is um, a way for them over time to then have these routines and strategies in place. And so the the accountability is um, really what seals the deal. You know, that's making sure that they're doing it. And Mm. what we see is this, is that when when they sign up and they buy into the process of what they're signing up for is that once they follow our steps, very Mm. structured steps, and they start to see a little bit of success, it becomes more and more and more so that they're starting to get motivation from the success. Yeah. Yes. And you're seeing it in different areas of their lives and not Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. in academics. All of a sudden they're wanting to help out around the house. They're, um, you know, if they're in college, they're wanting to navigate their own, um, you know, financials, their, their medicals, Mm -hmm. their doctors. And it's a way to really become independent and have that confidence. So the accountability Mm -hmm. is, important piece for them to develop that confidence so that they can then 
own it and self-advocate for themselves and have a structure in place of what they need to do. Yeah. So a couple of uh, things occur to me in terms of uh, accountability. It sounds like there's like a regular weekly session, for instance. Um, yeah. And that's Our, on Zoom right, so or some face-to-face kind of thing. Yeah, we have a private um, HIPAA compliant platform, video platform. So mm-hmm. it's our own um, in-house where everything in the session is um, there, the notes, action plans. Then our coaches meet twice a week. We have different programs. And so we have twice a week is the um, standard um, mm-hmm. that I developed years ago, just because, you know, our attention spans are, are short with the clients that we work with. And so we we like consistency. So we, we split it up in twice a week. And then in between, we have, um, through our messaging system, um, ways of holding them accountable through um, different techniques that we mm-hmm. have just used. So they're in contact. Um, some of our clients, you know, I would say, it could be five days a week, um, but the the actual live coaching sessions are twice or okay. four days a week. We have like a, a higher level of somebody's gotten themselves an academic probation and college mm-hmm. student, and they're in a crisis mode. We have an elevated plan for those students and, and some mm-hmm. of our counselors as well just need that constant. Um, and, and so, and then we have a maintenance plan for ones that kind of graduate out that want that over time, mm-hmm. but that comes later on after they've been through the regular through the program. Success. So yeah. then an, another uh, thing stemming from what you mentioned about um, a student in college gets more confident about, for instance, handling their finances. Do your coaches help specifically with developing kind of financial um, mm-hmm. skills as far as, okay, you know, a bank account and savings, kind of put some savings in there if they have a job or um, is that part of what you do or is it just limited to the academics? That's a really great question. So our primary focus is on academics, but that being said, we'll have students that maybe are taking a break uh, for a semester. Maybe they did fail out the semester before um, or in the summertime, they're not taking classes that want to focus mm-hmm. on life skills, personal goals. And so that is absolutely something that in our framework, um, you know, with our process of identifying what their goal is, what they want to do. And it's the same process of holding them accountable to what they want to do and Mm -hmm. the knowledge and finding the resources themselves and the coach guiding them along that process. Okay. Um, So yeah, certainly the accountability, um, is it's important in anything, particularly with ADD, since it's one thing to set out, okay, I'm going to have this and this done, and you've got your goals and your action plan, and have you written down in a calendar or whatever. And if we just have those in our own calendar and we don't have anybody checking on us, it's, oh, yeah, well, I'll get to that tomorrow. And it's uh, it's so easy to blow by those. But even if it's something as simple as asking a non-judgmental friend to just, you know, saying, I'm going to have this done by Wednesday at eight o'clock. And if that person doesn't hear from you, they just ping you and say, Hey, how's that going? There's yeah. Yourself, accountability is really great. Mm-hmm. And we, I've had um, people that ask me that and I say, absolutely. If you can find an accountability partner, 
you can definitely do this. And um, some people are disciplined to do that. And, and it works beautifully. Um, what I find is what I say is I pay it forward. When I was, um, you know, years ago looking for help for my own daughter, this is the reason why I started this company with my partner. She and I both had, you know, children that needed help. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I hired a coach because I didn't want that responsibility and I couldn't, um, I tried, this was from a parent role and, you know, you, you try, but you get distracted by life. Things happen and, when you're or and something. At some point kids figure, well, of course you're going to tell me that mom, but you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I hear it from yeah. an adult who um, is also interested in them and, but they don't have that parent role. Exactly. Yeah, I'll listen to that person. By the time um, your children, my children, certainly by the time they were in their 20s, oh, okay, I guess dad learned a lot in the past That's, 10 years. You make a good point. So there's two factors there. You've got the parent factor of, okay, we can do this and I can hold them accountable. And it, you start off with good intention, but life happens. You get distracted. There's that tension, that parent tension, yeah. you know happens and then on the student side you know it's the natural progression as they become teenagers and whatnot start to tune out the the parent and start to have that autonomy and so you have somebody else that comes in that says the same thing the parent says but just in a different way there's not the triggers and success and and this is i'd say to parents you know years ago when i was doing a lot of this i mean coached hundreds of students and i would say i i was there i you know i'm 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 paying this word because I, I did this with my own daughter, went through the, in the trenches and I know what you're experiencing and it's nothing magical. It's just, yeah. it's a different person, a different voice. And the other thing is we're consistent when you're paying for something and we have set scheduled times and we have mm-hmm. an accountability for the student to show up. There's a whole piece on that about, um, yeah. You know, sure, it's equitable for everybody. Um, and so, you know, this is our company. And so we're following through. It is much more successful. Uh, there's been a few parents out there that could do it on their own. Um, but, it's, but yeah, it's rare. Yeah. The other thing that I, I uh, can see it does is help the parent realize it's it's not your fault that your child isn't um, succeeding. It's not up to you to have all the answers. Yeah, it's um, it it's not that you're a bad parent. Yeah, and, it's not bad uh, parenting, and you're right, absolutely. And when we get a student that has had high conflict with the parent, and we are able to um, develop a coaching relationship with that student mm-hmm. with parent as a collaborator, like um, we do a process of you know what would the parent like to see in in the focus plan, and then mm-hmm. we ask student, you know, their opinion, and we pull this together for the actual um, plan goals. And when, when we do that, um, it's a process that we see that the parents are are relieved and the students know what the parents expect. And so this, it's really a collaboration and and Mm -hmm. where they're support each other and help because every student that we encounter has different levels of executive functioning sure. challenges. Sure. Yeah. So um, is there a structure uh, in terms of checking in with the parent every once in a while or asking, gee, how, did, how do you, what do you see? Um, how yeah. do you see the progress in every 
third week or something like that? Great question. So um, we we provide um, a lot of collaboration. We're transparent with the student and with the parent, and the parent can anytime see the um, if, if they've signed in. I'd say even the college students, ninety percent of them, you know, have access to our, our stuff. And so, yes, they have um, action plans that are shared with them. And then once a month, the student um, has a report that goes that they do a self report, and then we have one for the parent that goes out that talks towards the executive functioning challenge and mm-hmm. where they're with each one so that they get an idea of the progress. And I would say it's a limited, you know, the, the relationships between the coach and the client, the student. Um, but we completely understand from being former parents that we want the oversight. You know, we, we want to be able to evolve yeah. minimally, you know, to, mm-hmm. to see what's going on and, and, and have a communication path. If there's something that's going on emotionally, all of a sudden, maybe there was something mm-hmm. that happened with the therapist and it comes down to the parent and the parent says, you know, I think you should be aware of this. We have that kind of a line of communication back and yeah, forth. Great. But we are focused, you know, primarily. Of course, sure. On the- sure. But uh, parents, I'm sure figure, hey, I'm paying for it. I want to make sure I see the results. And, yeah. and- we really like the parent to be the collaborator. I always say there's three types yeah. of parents, right? We have the ones that are hovering that are really overly involved and we have to kindly say, um, let, let us do your work here. You can, you know, be informed and whatnot, mm-hmm. but, and we do this in, in the beginning of the process. And um, then we have the second kind of parent that's completely not engaged. They, they have their own messaging system. Maybe they haven't even opened it once. We have some communication. Mm-hmm. Right uh-huh. now. And then we have the third parent that is there in a healthy manner to collaborate with the coach, to mm-hmm. let students be independent because that is our goal is to help that student be independent and and they are doing that dance with the coach and the student and and watching you know overview being able to see but from a kind of a one step back watching it happen and not trying to direct and and our goal is we're, we're our goal is to help the unengaged or disengaged parents be aware and then we mm-hmm. all want to have the ones that are you know developed a pattern of being overly involved be feel comfortable and safe to take a step back yeah and that they can and i'm i'm sure some parents are relieved that the burden of trying to do this okay i i don't have to have all the answers um that yeah. i can and i can trust that these people know what they're doing they obviously have a a good structure and i think any coach um in any capacity you want to know how it's going to work before you start it's kind of what what's the flow chart what's uh what are the steps that i'm going to see um yeah, and, the, and we do involve the parents on that in, in the end what the feedback that we get from our parents is by and large what everyone says is that we can have a relationship now because I'm not the mm-hmm. one pulling, you know, at them to yeah. do the work and, and have to right. micromanage them. And they like are so thankful, you know, in the yeah. end. And I think parents, I mean, yes, they have their child's interest at heart and they're doing everything they can and figure, well, if I'm, I'm typing your paper while you're um, telling me what you want, which essentially is, using a dictation program, uh, except mom's typing it instead of the program. 
um, because some kids, their learning challenge is they can do great organizing it in their head and explaining it, but getting it down on paper is just really, really tough. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where that blend comes in. Um, yeah. So looking, uh, if parents are looking around, trying to figure out, okay, it looks like um, academic coaching. I've heard of that academic coaching. How do I know whether these coaches are any good? How do they, how does a parent look at the qualifications of a coach? Yeah. Well, I know certainly in our company with my, you know, 15 plus years experience at this point, um, I have really dialed out how the, our program works and we've enhanced it as a company as well. And so like, for instance, for our coaches, they all have education psychology backgrounds and then they follow our format the way that we have now structured that in general in coaching, what, um, you know, you're looking for is like, personally, my background was ICF, um, and then became board certified after many years. And then I took it and kind of twisted, made my own out of it. Um, but the hallmark, you know, is still today, um, at anyone that's trained with the ICF, there is a standard of training in there. And nowadays, um, there wasn't much when I started, actually, I'm not even sure if ICF had it in there, but um, ADHD specialty training is always great to have as well. But sure. um, it's, you know, look at their experience, look at their specialization um, and their experience and working with this particular population. If they're mm -hmm. generalist, I'm not sure that that's going to be um, yeah. as valuable as somebody who specializes in it. Yeah, if it's just someone and an executive function coach, yeah. that's great. But I don't, if they don't have that understanding of the academic process, yeah. then it's putting that uh, kind of context together. Yes. Just and to back up for one second, the ICF is the International Coaching Federation. Is that mm -hmm. it? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I assume everybody knows right. that. Right. You know. um, and just a couple other things. So what else you can look for is client testimonials and some references. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you know, word of mouth and, um, you know, looking at their approach. Um, I, you know, my approach, I say it's a positive psychology approach. Everything we mm -hmm. do, a positive twist on it. We assume that they have the answers within them. We um, assume that they're capable of succeeding with the mm -hmm. right strategies and tools in place. So really looking at that coach approach. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, compatibility and rapport. Sometimes, um, you know, if they're really heavy on the emotional regulation, having somebody that is that cheerleader, I I've seen that work for students. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so that's, that's an important piece too. Um, we tend to really want our coaches to follow a real systematic structure. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we have a focus on emotional regulations and support, but we really, really, you know, work on this accountability piece. As yeah. Well. And the, I can see that the, the structure that is, you want a fairly uniform approach in terms of the steps. Sure. It's going to be tailored to a student as far as their plan and the way the coach works with a given student may be a little different than the way they help another student. Um, yeah. But it's still within the structure that's there. So a, a basic structure is 
helpful. Um, then how do you um, or how does anyone figure here's a coach who's had training with the ICF and they've um, looked at specific ADHD um, issues and training. How do you pick which coach fits which student? Yeah, well, we, um, when our coaches come in, they do um, a profile and they have their resumes and, and whatnot. And so again, you know, like I was saying earlier, you look at their expertise, you look at their background, even within our company, we do that. And then the students that come in, we have a process of them giving us information um, so that we understand what their needs are as a student, what their goals are, what their focus is based off their parents, off of them, and then looking at specific challenges that they are wanting solved, help with. Um, Mm -hmm. So with that, we, of course, we have to look in their time zones and and whatnot. Um, We do a personality match. And so with that, then um, we give them a choice of the different coaches. And at Mm -hmm. that point, then um, they they pick them, um, you know, through the information that we give them. And then they go on to develop relationship with that Mm -hmm. particular coach. And we do what we call Someone has a a choice of there are these two or three people that may fit what you're uh, Mm -hmm. what you're looking for. Um, Yeah, we try to really customize it and individualize it um, based off of the background. And then ultimately, though, you know, it's up to them to make that choice. And then we do an initial jump start where we mm -hmm. allow them to have that interact with that coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the assessing what the student needs um, involves asking that student, I'm sure, how are you doing where the problems are, I guess, on a global nature. Yeah, I really have trouble writing essays. Math, no problem. I got that. Um, But then how, how do you drill down from I'm having problem writing essays to what are the specific executive function issues um, mm-hmm. going on so that you know where to where to help with that? So we do have a quiz. If you, you go to our website right now, um, you know, thrivester.com, there is a quiz that you can take and you can identify where your weaknesses are on that. That's that's one way. But okay. most of have met with a um psychologist, psychiatrist, and they have an IEP of 504, they know what those are. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's another way where we can get that. And then just an in, um, informal inventory of what they want to work on. Um, all of our students are going to have the same framework of um, a planner, right? Action plans and, you know, the way we hold them accountable for them. Um, in grades, we, all, we had that everyone has that. We're, we're seeing their grades. And the difference is going to be specifically in the different subjects, like you said, um, they might have an interest in one and not another. And, and so we, the, um, we have an enrollment director who mm-hmm. actually um, was a behavioral um, therapist. And so, like I said, all of our um, coaches come from an educational psychology background. So we have, we've got power, you know, we know what we're dealing with. Yeah, and yeah. 
we have ways to um, identify what those needs are and then also look at the strengths of the coaches that we have that have a specialty in that area or um, just a general interest in it, a lot of experience. We have several um, of our coaches with special ed backgrounds. Um, we have some mm-hmm. that um, are, you know, a graduate level of that as well. So that we really rely on the expertise of that process to identify. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, uh, I'm just thinking of kind of a, to get a rough idea, which I know may be tough to quantify, what are the predominant executive function challenges that you see um, people have in terms of whether it's the it's the organization of the pieces or planning out, I have all the pieces, how do I know which one to do first? Um, or the, yeah, follow through. On any given day? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it's, um, I guess, over a number of uh, students that are in your experience, are there ones that, or is it all of them? It's so individualized. It's just, I'm laughing here because um, it's, they all need help at certain times of year of motivation, like all students mm-hmm. do, but these students really do. So like right now, this time of year, motivation is a big issue. Um, time management is something that, again, they all need help with. Um, and it's um, it's really individualized. Um, and I, a common thing I think with all of them is that lack of self-confidence and yeah. that comes with developing these strategies and routines and the accountability around that to help that self-confidence. So whether it is organization, motivation, time management, um, we're at different times, you know, focusing on this okay. different area mm-hmm. um, to help that self-confidence to empower them so that they have the tools to be able to feel that confidence that when it's hard, they know what they do. They have some techniques and yeah. strategies to, to and do that. You'd mentioned, uh, I think when we first started talking about baby steps, which mm-hmm. uh, I think so many people um, look at, oh, I've got this big goal. Uh, there was a, a great meme I saw of, one person who had they, two people climbing ladders. One of them had steps that were huge and they were trying to reach that first step. And the other one had about 20 steps per one of the other one. And so they could get to each little one. So they were going to be able to get to their goal. The other person's just jumping up and down, trying to get to right. that first step. So it's, Yes, yeah, I want to be able to get an A, um, and and okay, but let's work on um, the things that are going to get you to you can be able to get a B minus. Yes, um, right. So or, okay, you just you just two things came to my mind when you said that. One is it yes, we have so many students that come in that they you know they're currently at an F and they're going to still get an A in that class. And, you know, that's that big stair step. And then other ones that come in with an F and say, I just want to pass this class. And so we talk about realistic expectations Mm -hmm. and whether it's, you know, we're talking about a goal 
or we're chunking down assignments, we need to be realistic and take those steps that are small and consistent over time. And if mm-hmm. you allow that to happen and be realistic about that, um, you will reach your goals. So yes, um, small the, steps. The little, little bits. There's a book called uh, Atomic Habits. And yes. it's not how much can you blow something up, but getting down to atoms. Mm-hmm. Everything is made up of atoms. And if you take a little tiny step of rearranging one atom and then, okay, then you can put these two rearranged ones into something. So you build a little habit and then build on that and then stack the habits and you end up with a change, even though you did only a 1% change on a given day. Um, Right. Over time. That's so true. And this is what I see. A lot of our students are coming in and they're spiraling down. And, you know, unfortunately we get those unless parents out there, if you're listening to this, if you're thinking about coaching started at the beginning of the semester, don't wait until they're not, they're failing. We're there. We're good at that. I mean, we do a lot of crisis ones and we turn them around and then the kid goes, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to do that again. And so they, they come and they sign up, you know, for life coaching, you know, they're like a lighter coaching of the summer and then they Mm -hmm. go into the academic year. But um, that, that being said that we, we definitely do, we take those students, some of my favorite ones have come in and just, they're just spiraling down and the yeah. parents are going to not only lose financially, you know, they're worried the mental health of their student and the students feeling like a failure, they're embarrassed, they have the shame and then they find coaching. <laughs> and so we're down here at the bottom. And so yeah. we start I will say baby steps, but quickly <laughs> in yes, those kind of yes. situations, we're like, okay, let's make a plan. Let's dig in. We roll up our sleeves as a coach and we start to dig them out, you know, show them the way, the path. And pretty soon they're starting to spiral up. And if we can get them through a semester, depending on the crisis, right. Um, we generally mm-hmm. can, we'll, we'll, we'll help them, you know, navigate the professors or the teachers and, and seeing what kind of support that they can get with, the coaching support on top of that. And I have seen countless stories where they were at rock bottom and not only do they succeed, but they, you know, they go on to, if they're graduating high school and they're at risk, they go to college. I've had them go beyond college, go to grad school, come back to me for career coaching later in life. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful story, but they came at a rock bottom. um, And it was the building blocks that came up and I, that I do this around them because you're, they start to go up instead of spiraling down. Yes. And it, I think it's the whole point of coaching when that happens. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I tell people say with depression. Okay. You've had one thing or another come up and they get further down, then you can't do something. So you get down on yourself that you didn't do it. And there are, uh, I think almost a hierarchy of how one can intervene depending on how far down the spiral is. And I see uh, parents, kids come in and, well, he's flunking. It's early November and uh, he probably has ADD. So we can, can we start some medicine so we can pass finals in mid-December? No. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It doesn't no. work. Behaviors uh, that need to change with the medications yes. and allow them to slow down enough to start to do the right. We're doing, yes. It's all together. We we work together. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I think of working with any person challenged with ADHD, 
um, there's a, a tripod of things that are going to help. And medication is one. You can certainly focus better and keep your attention to get through something. But you also need strategies to help you. And that's where coaching can help you because we aren't born knowing those. Uh, indeed, as you get to, you get older, then you all of a sudden those turn on. Nope, doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. But then the other part is the foundation of you have to be getting good sleep. You have to be not skipping meals or, no, I don't like breakfast, so you don't eat breakfast. Well, by well before lunch, your brain's out of out of gas. Yeah, um, yeah. That those, whole stick some of those basics, yeah, and that's where it does take all of those things at once. So there's not any one single answer. It's mm-hmm. uh, everything working together. Yeah, I, I really enjoy life coaching in the summertime with um, college students or just life jo- coaching in general uh, as a compliment because we get to address those those other health issues. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? Do you, do you need to look at your diet? Do we need to look at exercise? Um, do we need to look at your social interactions, um, your medications? And, and are you going to therapy? Are you, when's the last time you went to go talk to your doctor? Th- th- those are mm-hmm. things that up and sometimes they're like well it's been three months and it's like okay well I'm you know emotionally I'm starting to see these old habits come in um what do you think about making an appointment <laughs> you know so yeah and if someone's yeah. already on medication that's they need to have one every three months because I can't write them any more medicine after three months 90 mm-hmm. days is uh the most I can yeah. Medication I can write is up to 90 days from your last appointment. So there's right. kind of a built-in uh, accountability, if you will. Someone well, they've them. lost their medication. I've seen that before. It's like, well, I just went to the doctor and I lost it and now I can't find it, you know, and, yeah. and it's legitimate in those um, instances or they've, um, they, they don't take it. That, that can be a, a you know, life coaching thing. Or have you, did you remember to take your medication? And, yeah. And that's where, do you have a routine so mm-hmm. that it's right there? Um, yeah. And some people say, yeah, the, the pill is on the kitchen counter. Well, if you were going real fast and you really didn't have time to, bre- to have breakfast, so you just kind of blew through the kitchen, maybe you didn't get to that. What about having it where you wash your face in the morning? Um, yeah. So it's right in front of you. And that's where the, the little habits because um, yes. yeah it's yes. and particularly in coaching as well like timers you know or like reminders mm-hmm. on phone calendars things like that yeah yeah I just thought of something as we were talking and and uh you mentioned your daughter and having a clock that at a second hand that in so many testing situations um particularly many schools may have a digital clock on the wall Mm-hmm. Rate you can tell what time it is, but if you want to figure out how much time is left in a test, you have to do some math. Um, and mm-hmm. okay, it's ten ten, great ten, and the test is over at eleven. Uh, oh, it's ten fifty. Oh yeah, it's ten. <laughs> There's a big difference on those. So yeah. I'm just thinking an accommodation ought to be have an analog clock somewhere that that person can see. Um, and, so and, you know, that that's elapsed time is, is a bigger visual 
that's that's a good point i don't know but you know i have an apple um watch and i i use the old school face on mine i like it still mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah helps. i've got a watch that has just just basics <laughs> uh, that's all i need and it's a lot easier for me to look at the pattern i know okay it's 20 after no it's 20 of whereas if i'm looking at a set of numbers it mm-hmm. slows me down Um, Yeah, not good for somebody with time blindness, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, So it's, you get that visual, um, which I think for those of us with ADD makes a big difference. Um, So let's see, we've covered the fact that uh, coaching is different than therapy. People may need both. Um, Mm -hmm. And a word on that, uh, maybe a nine-year-old they're beaten down they need some help with figuring things out in terms of a coaching kind of thing which i realize isn't your specific uh area of of, uh, emphasis but play therapy is an approach with Mm -hmm. younger kids talk therapy going in and talking with someone that isn't going to work but um something where they can see it and uh that's a an approach as far as therapy. Um, so coaching, therapy, maybe people need both. Certainly if they're having problems in school, I think uh, executive function things are a big part of it. The organization, the planning, the time management, those are, I think, the, the big three. Uh, and then they all fit, fit together. Um, and then coaching isn't tutoring. Coaching's the GPS system, <laughs> and having a a good coach with a lot of good training and background, and I think uh, not just education but also psychology um, definitely makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And then a good assessment of the needs of the student, not just oh, okay, you're having trouble in history. Well, well help you with this, that, and here's a clock system, and here's a planner you can use. It's a lot more detailed as far as assessing each each student's needs. Um, and then going from there with the accountability piece. Um, and I, I can't stress enough, certainly what I see is that with so many people, uh, it's that accountability that piece that makes the difference. Um, one of the the foremost uh, thinkers and uh, people in the field of ADHD is Russell Barkley. Uh, and he has he boiled ADHD and executive functions down to an easy sentence. It's not an issue of knowing what to do. It's of doing what you know. Yeah. We with ADHD can come up with this and this and this and this is what I need to do and put the steps and, and, but getting it done, the follow through uh, and actually completing it. That's where the accountability um, is a huge part of it. Uh, Yes. Well, Michelle, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, talk with you about how coaching works and how it's different than other approaches to um, helping people with ADD. Thank you so much. And it's, it's really a pleasure to be able to share with Thriverster, you know, what we're doing and, 
and we really, really walk our talk and you know, achievement through accountability, and um, it it works. Yes, I think it it works in any kind of coaching situation. You want to make sure that there are all of those components in it. Yes. So, folks, thank you so much for uh, tuning us in on the podcast ADHD Focus. You can find our videos on YouTube, also coming soon on Roku and Firestick. And until I heard those words two months ago, I had no idea what they are, and I'm getting kind of a handle on what they are. But if you're using those, great. I'm glad you've got it figured out. So take care. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.